Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. So yesterday I was sitting in the green room during Howie's first hour, and the TV was on above Taylor, and I saw Martha McCallum and John Kirby. And I could just tell, by the way, and Martha McCallum sometimes has these back and forth with some people from the Biden administration, but I could tell that Kirby was very flustered. He he sometimes, he's better than Kareem Jump here, but again, that's not saying a lot. And when you get under his skin, he does not have a good poker face. You know, it's really obvious that you're flustering him. And so they were talking about the border. And I wanted to play a couple of these cuts. And then I want to play Ted Cruz because Senator Ted Cruz um, held a press conference today. He talked about this border bill that Mitch McConnell has been pushing for that links border funding to funding for Ukraine and why he's not going along with it. And also he's slamming the media for this false equivalency they keep. There, there's kind of two things they're they're pushing. One, they're pushing that if you're just a normal person who can see the untenable nature of the situation on our border, that you are somehow a xenophobe, that you somehow have these like racist um, roots that are just, you know, popping to the surface and you're just dying to stop people from um, immigrating to the United States of America, which, of course, I can only speak for myself here, but I am very pro-immigration. I am pro-legal immigration. So is Ted Cruz. And he talks about that. And the second thing, and this is kind of what I want to get into more with the callers, because I'm sure you guys have a lot of insight into this, is this idea that Republicans have to give Democrats like a get out of jail free card. Like they have to play ball with Democrats. And the argument that I keep hearing is, and I've I've heard this from Dan Crenshaw and other Republicans, that the only reason they're not going along with this border bill is because they don't want to give Joe Biden a win. And what Ted Cruz does is he lays out the facts of why he doesn't want this border bill. But also I think something that's important to remember is like, yeah, and also I don't want to give Joe Biden a win. And I think that's okay because guess what? It would be one thing, Jared, if I didn't want to give Joe Biden a win and this border bill was going to be everything I've asked for for the last four years. Like if you said, oh, but Grace, they're going to build a wall and they're going to use this funding. They're going to use this funding to secure the border and to enforce the law and, and to help Border Patrol agents vet people and to secure these facilities. That's not what any of this money is being used for. But if that were the case, then you could look at me and say, well, you're just being a jerk. You're just being a jerk. You don't want Joe Biden to have a win. But it can be both. I cannot want Joe Biden to have a win and also not want us to have a giant loss. I cannot want Joe Biden to have a win and also think this border bill sucks. 
both of those things can be true at the same time. And don't act like the left doesn't play that game. This is always the thing in the media. It's like Republicans are just playing politics. Welcome to 2024. I wish Republicans knew how to play politics as well as Democrats. That is, that's my only Christmas wish this year. But they don't. But this whole idea of like, oh, they just, they just don't want the media to be able to give the Democrats, the media is going to give the Democrats a win no matter what. And furthermore, one other thing I'd add in, this is the last thing and then I'll get to the sound. But when Republicans, like for, let me just play out this hypothetical, okay? Let's say Republicans put a stop to this bill. They they don't go along with it. They don't go along with the funding. And you could argue as a conservative, if you're in the swamp in D.C., you could say, well, then the media and the Democrats are going to be able to say, we put a bill out and you guys just didn't go along with it. They'll be able to blame us. They'll be able to blame us for what's happening at the border. I've got news for Republicans. And my listeners don't need to hear this, but I think some of the politicians in D.C. need to hear this. They're going to blame you no matter what. So you might as well do what you want. Okay, you might as well actually do what you think is right. Because you're going to get blamed for everything, no matter what you do. That's just the way it works. So stop trying to, you know, to forecast how you can prevent getting the blame for something. It's going to happen. I don't care what kind of crystal ball you have. You will get blamed. So don't go along with a boondoggle, bipartisan, using quotes here, bipartisan deal, which is just code for us getting rolled. Don't go along with it because it's not going to secure the border. It's not going to do anything to advance the conservative agenda. And then Joe Biden's just going to go out there and to use KJP's favorite word, he's going to be touting it everywhere he goes as best he can. So this was Kirby and Martha McCallum. Let's have cut six. Do you think that these voters want to see more money go to processing people to get into this country? Or do you think they want to see the money go to turn people away and to, to stop the influx? Oh, my goodness. I don't think I'm qualified to speak for the American people and what they would uh, what they specifically want to see about uh, immigration changes. What I would like to to tell them is that uh, President Biden has since the very beginning, since day one, been concerned about our immigration policy and and calling for reform. Oh, yeah. Since day one, I can really the sense of urgency is palpable. How many days has he been in there? I, I know that there were certain things he was able to accomplish on day one. He's able to kill off a lot of American jobs on day one. Maybe that was just a little bit more important than securing the border. By the way, has anyone seen what's happening at Logan right now? Of illegal aliens setting up cots in Logan Airport, where everything notoriously runs so smoothly. So it's definitely not going to pose a problem there. And then in all of these cities around the country, you have hotels in New York City being overrun. You have migrant shelters in Chicago. You have schools being used to house migrants. And, and I want to give mad kudos here to a um, city councilor, I believe it was, in Illinois, who suggested a sign-up sheet for this really um, 
for this wealthy neighborhood he said you know this is a wealthy area if you guys want to house migrants like we'll have a sign-up sheet we'll we'll get a head count we'll we'll figure out how many people actually want to take in illegal aliens now it made a lot of waves and just to give credit where credit is due howie's been saying that for probably decades at this point but it was still nice to see somebody say it on you know a pretty big stage and it go viral yeah that was josh mcbroom from naperville it was such it was such a good point it's such a good point it's like Okay, let's just get a sense. Let's just get a sense of how many takers we have. Not a lot of people in Lowell with spare rooms and mansions. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think that there was... I I, I didn't get the sense that everyone started rushing towards the sign-up sheet. But maybe I'm wrong. Let's play the next cut here. Martha McCallum and John Kirby. This is cut seven. What's happening now as a, as a result of that is that the razor wire that was put to prevent people from crossing yeah. is being removed at this point. So I think it's a legitimate question to ask. The president could take executive action on the border. He could, you know, end catch and release so that we wouldn't have thousands of people coming into the country, yeah. 800 gotaways a day. Um, so it doesn't seem like there's a lot of fire in his belly, John, to stop people from entering. It seems that he, he wants... He's okay with the opposite. No, Martha, I kind of would disagree with you there. I, I don't. I don't think he's lacking any sense of urgency no, about the need for border security at all. I would. I would hope you can more than kind of disagree. You're representing the president, and and you agree with some of that statement. And by the way, this is the part of it. And maybe maybe in the first hour, I didn't verbalize this as well as I as I wanted to. But the weird part of it for me is that there is a fire in his belly and maybe you could just say it's in the administration because I don't I don't really know if he has any idea what's going on but let's just use him for right now there is a fire in his belly to do the opposite do you get what I'm saying Jared it's like there's not a fire in his belly to stop the flow the massive wave of people we have coming in but there is a fire in his belly if he thinks someone else is going to be able to stop it. Like if, if he thinks someone's even doing anything remotely close to maybe being able to push back the flow, to maybe making things a little bit more in control, then he gets that sense of urgency. Then his administration meets the moment, if you catch my drift. But until then, they really have no interest it's strange it's very very strange and also i hate this idea of like there's just nothing he can do like he tried on the first day he wanted to grant everyone amnesty republicans didn't go along with it and so that's all he can do no 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 no. i've seen what this man can do when he sets his mind to it one of my favorite quotes don't sell yourself short you're a terrible slouch like you when you want to joe you can turn everything to bleep. And I, I don't, I, I'm not buying this idea of like, I'm powerless. There's just nothing I can do. Because when you set your mind to something, when you set your sights on ruining something, nothing can stop you. We are all just watching in amazement as you destroy like Godzilla, everything in your path. So I don't buy this idea that like, oh, he's a victim of circumstance. He's a man caught in time. No, 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 no. Okay, let's skip over here um, to Ted Cruz. I want to start with Ted Cruz. This is cut 14. 
Last year, more than 100,000 Americans died of drug overdoses from Chinese fentanyl flooding across the southern border, and Democrats do not give a damn. Now, you may say, well, come on, that's harsh. They care. They care. Somewhere in their hearts, they care about all the people suffering and dying. Baloney. Because if they cared, they would stop it. If you cared about the children being raped at the border, you would say no more. When Joe Biden came in, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. He inherited success, and he deliberately broke it. Democrats want these open borders. Yeah, and that is the part of... That is the part of this conversation that took me a little while to get on board with, but now I am. Because a lot of times it's like Occam's razor. You look at something and you go, is it incompetence or is it something more nefarious? And usually the simpler the answer is the answer. So it's usually like, eh, when you are given the option, incompetence trumps all most of the time. Like you can't underestimate these bureaucrats and their ability to quote Obama to bleep things up. But in this case, at this level, it's hard to look at what's happening on the border and not agree with Ted Cruz and not go, this is, the chaos is the point. The, the situation, the open border is the goal because otherwise you would do something about it. And there's so many things they could do that don't require, by the way, Republicans to sign on to an open blank check to give money to Ukraine. There's plenty of other things they could do first before we have to start spending more money. 844-500-4242. That's just the beginning. Ted Cruz had so many great cuts. It's been a while since I played Cruz. And um, I always enjoy the way he lays things out for people. And the way he throws it at the media. Like, this is your job. Start covering it a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll take your calls. Don't go anywhere. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. Former Trump White House official Peter Navarro was sentenced Thursday to four months behind bars for flouting a subpoena from the House Select Committee that investigated the 2021 Capitol riot. Do you think Hunter Biden will ever see any time behind bars, let alone four months? I don't think so. But you can ignore a subpoena if your last name's Biden. You can if your last name's Navarro. By the way, he's 74 years old. So I'm glad they're sending him a message. Let's go to the callers here. We're talking about illegal immigration. We're going to play some more sound from Senator Ted Cruz. But first, let's go to Adam. You're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Adam. Hi there, Grace. Uh, came to the United States legally in 2014. Just wanted to tell you a little bit about that because for new Americans, I think we're way more apoplectic about the current situation than, than most of your audience. Um, we planned three years ahead to start the process. Uh, I lodged my application at the Consul General in Sydney, Australia. Um, two and a half years went by. I still hadn't been granted a green card. Uh, we'd, we'd already made, sold our house, sold our business, sold everything. So I had to leave. So I came to America on a uh, holiday visa. 
six months after that, uh, because I lodged in Australia, I was required to fly back to Sydney to do my medical test and, and finish the whole process. Um, apart from the health checks, um, I also had to prove that I had uh, three years' worth of the low um, the poverty income. So, you know, that's a fair chunk of change that you've got to have in your bank account even before you can come here to fulfil your obligations. Uh, when I was finally granted my green card, that took, by the way, two months. I was stuck in Australia. The, the US consulate confiscated my Australian passport, the only passport I had at the time, just in case I decided to try and come back in and get in while they were processing my application. Um, when I was finally granted entry, I was ex- it was explained to me at the consulate that if I committed a felony, uh, I would be deported immediately. Now, that's all fine. I, I am totally fine with that. It's, it's a privilege to come to this country. Um, it's on me to prove that I can be a good citizen, pay my taxes and do the right thing. But when I sit here and see what's happening today, and in the town I live in in New Hampshire, I see 353 people right in Joe Biden, it just makes me want to vomit. Yeah, Adam, that was going to be my question, but you answered it. Is are you are you watching the people flooding into the border, and are you kind of amazed? And and you know what, Adam, I guess my question would be now is if you had to do it again, would you just walk in through the southern border? Would you go through this process? Uh, no way. Um, you know, I mean, but the most amazing thing for me was that my wife um, is from New Hampshire. My kids are both American citizens by birth. We'd been married for twelve years. I didn't think it'd be that hard to get in here, you know. I mean, at the time, we'd established a pretty good history. Uh, you know, we were self-sufficient in Australia, but it took three years just to get in the door and thousands of dollars, thousands upon thousands of dollars of scrutiny. And that two months that I was stuck in Australia, my kids were, were pretty stressed out. My son, who's now a member of the U.S. Um, uh, Air Force, he, he was saying to his mother, do you think Daddy will ever be allowed to come over here? I mean, it was a very stressful, harrowing experience. And like I said, it makes me sick to see what's happening now and just to see a president of this country doing it on purpose. Yeah, doing it on purpose. That's the key. And Adam, do you think more money, because that's the Democrat push here, is that they just need more money. That's what Eric Adams and other Democrat mayors are saying. That's what Joe Biden said to a reporter recently. Do you think more money is the answer? No, no way. I mean, they just need to enforce the laws that are on the books. We saw that when Trump was in office. And um, yeah, uh, this isn't that hard. Um This is by design, and the the president's doing it on purpose. It's a means to an end uh, to make this country a one-party state. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Adam, for your take and for that insight and for telling your story. Thank you for being such a wonderful part of this country. Um, We will be right back. We are going to do Woker Joke because it is Thursday, so a little break from the action here. But... Adam and everybody else who's interested in this topic, we are going to come back to it because there's a lot of great sound today. Plus, I do want to get into the double standard that we're seeing with ex-Trump advisor Peter Navarro, especially when you consider everything happening with Hunter Biden. But up next, Woker Joke, so get on the lines. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. There's nothing better than a Thursday afternoon. Full lines for Woker Joke. And of course, the Wizard of Woke, Taylor J. Cormier. Thank you, sir, for joining us today. Greetings. 
And for people who don't know, Woker Joke is brought to you by Aviva Trattoria. A gift card to Aviva Trattoria is the perfect gift for any occasion. So pick one up in any of their locations. They're always adding new locations. I know they've got one in Quincy coming soon. So to find the one nearest to you, go to avivatrattoria.com. I could go for some right now. Oh, some chicken parm would be delightful. Okay, so this is how it works. Taylor has a list of headlines, and he's going to read them to you. You have to decide, is it woke as in it's real, or is it a joke? And we're going to get right into it. Jared, it's time for Woke or Joke. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? I started a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Pink-haired wokers. <laughs> the word woke means loser. <laughs> All right, are you ready to go, Taylor? I am. And just a warning to people or a heads up, if you have tried to call in and you didn't get on at first, people do drop off as we go. So keep trying. It's 844-542-42. We call those people big time losers. Yes, there will be losers. They'll fall off the line and then you can sneak right in there. Let's start today with James. You are up first on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, James? I'm ready. All right, James, here is your headline. Raw milk's popularity is heating up, but some health officials warn it can be deadly. That's woke. It is woke. Very good. I can see how this could be a problem. So, warm uh, raw milk... We we buy raw milk in the the Casa de Cormier. Of course you do. You have a chicken coop. I mean, I'm not shocked. We yeah. You guys are very traditional. It it's good stuff. It's great. Wait, but I'm, I'm confused. When you buy it, is it? How do you know it's raw? Is there like? Is You're it, buying it from a local farm. The cows oh, are cows got, are right there. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cows so yeah, are, I'm definitely not buying raw milk. The cows are right there saying, eh, "That one's from me." They're giving it their thumbs up. Their, their hoofs up. Hoofs up. Yeah. Um, and this has been a long time thing, but it's it's picking up steam because more people are concerned about the milk that they're getting and whether it's quality stuff, you know, at your typical grocery store. So they're switching to raw milk, which is pure. It's not pasteurized. Is but that problem. runs some risks. <laughs> Marginal risks. We've been buying it for like two years now not run into any problems now here's my question Mm -hmm. because i'm a cheap bastard does it last a longer time or a shorter time than if you got it from the grocery store oh you mean like the expiration yeah uh i think the standard amount of time that milk is good for what do you do a sniff test yeah you can do a sniff test i don't know that creeps me out a little bit you do a sniff test with milk you buy at a grocery store i hate doing a sniff test i actually have will do it sometimes i'm like oh because if it smells bad, I don't want to get that whiff. Maybe you shouldn't buy as much milk. Here's the weird thing, though. When you get whole milk, because mm-hmm. I drink whole milk, whole organic milk, that lasts a lot longer than non-organic milk, which is weird to me. I don't know the science on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if what you're saying is even true. Are you going to get a cow at some point? You're, you're close. I can... We don't have enough acreage right now for a cow. How's the chicken coop going? The chickens are... We have a rooster now. I don't know if you know this. 
Okay. Rooster's name is Marshall Clucker. How's he doing? He's loud. Hmm. He's, he's up before five. So is he? Is he's the only one with all the chickens. Yeah, he's got the whole oh, wow. chicken coop to himself. He's got the run of the roost. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Ed. You're next up on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Ed? Yes, I am. Okay. All right, Ed. Here is your headline. Forsake the steak. Texas vegans rent billboard pleading with lovers to go meatless for Valentine's Day. Joke. It is a joke. A very good Ed. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. And you just reminded me, I want to make a reservation for Valentine's Day to get a steak somewhere. Where would you make a reservation? I don't know. I got I to gotta do some digging. I could I could always do 110 Grill. They have delicious steak. 110 Grill, Aviva Trattoria. I'm sure they have a nice uh, but you have Italian to get twist on, on something. You have to get on Valentine's Day reservations early because they fill up quick. They do. Okay, Bob, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Bob? Yes, I am. And Taylor, you might consider a female goat for milk. Uh, that's an adventure that could be considered, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. Here's do you your like, Do you like goat's milk? I'm not sure. I like, I like goat, goat cheese. I really like goat I like cheese. Do you have a goat, Bob? No, but I would like to. <laughs> okay. I don't... Cheese I can stand from a goat, but milk is a little unconventional. I'm sure it's fine, though. You're a risk taker, and um, I think you could do it. And you seem to have a st- strong stomach for stuff, so give it a go. Okay. Give it a goat. <laughs> okay, Bob, here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Here's your headline. Stray Gays, State of Nebraska, opens LGBTQ-only foster home. Woke. I'm sorry. It's a joke. I was going to say that. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. Very not PC. Um, Let's go to Tony. You're up next. Are you ready for your headline, Tony? I'm ready. All right, Tony. Here's your headline. Is your relationship ready for polyamory? Six signs that point to yes. That's woke. It is woke. Not a joke. Not a joke. What are the signs that your relationship's ready to bring in more people? You know, Grace, these are also all signs that mean you're not ready for a relationship at all. Really? Yes. One-on-one is the loneliest numbers. Basically, if you're feeling bored with your partner, being accused of not loving your partner uh, hard enough. Um, Another is your mind is a curious one, which is a nice way of saying you have a wandering eye. You want to experiment. Yeah, Um, if somebody said to me, hey... I think we should bring in another person to this relationship. That would be a red flag that maybe the relationship isn't on a great. Other people give you energy. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's just. This is all code for you want to cheat on your partner. Exactly. Other people give you energy. The connection is strong with your partner. So the first one is like you're not really vibing, but this one is you're vibing too well. Uh, There's a distance in the bedroom. Again, another not vibing that just move on from that one person to someone else. Well, you know, there's that show on TLC 
uh, sister wives or the guy has multiple wives yes. and what they say is that every time he gets a new wife he's like so all about them oh this person uh, such good energy she's so great and then eventually yeah it's he's like, on to the next it's like me with speakers or jared with comic books you know you find a new pair of speakers oh these sound great but oh there's another pair i bet they sound better and you it's get like that one. a kid with toys. So you put it on a rotation. Some go downstairs in the basket. Then you bring them back out later. It's just the same thing like with Like all new wise. toys, yeah. Peter, you're up next on Woke or Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Peter? Yes, I am. All right, Peter. Here is your headline. How to achieve winter's mob wife aesthetic without romanticizing rich white women. Nah, that's a joke. It is a joke. Mob wife aesthetic is By the way, back. that was a joke. What it's is, not true. And what I is have that? To is tell, that like oh fur coats and being a lot of flashy jewelry? fabulous. Okay, being fabulous is back. Thank God. Now, let me tell you something, okay? For a long time, clean, they were calling it clean aesthetic, where it's like slick back buns and very minimal makeup and... A very tight put together look. Yes. And... Um, as a lot of people on the Rumble Cam know, that's not my vibe. Like, I like a little bit of a messy look. I like, you like you like the, the fuzzy earmuffs. I like the fuzzy earmuffs. I like the big hair. I like the fur coats. Faux fur or real fur, depending on what... what I, I actually don't even know. Most of the time, I can't tell. I like a little bit of a smudged eyeliner. How dare you? A strong cheekbone, a bronzer. I like to feel like Sophia Loren. The bigger the hair, the better. And I'm just so glad that this kind of glamour is coming back. That was emphatic. I'm so all about it. And you know what? Tomorrow, guys, I'm going to go full mob wife Let's for you. do it. I'm going to go full mob wife. I will bring out my fur coat. I will bring out some cheetah, perhaps. And it's just about being a little extra. Some big sunglasses. I oh, you know what I've been digging like lately? The Jackie O sunglasses is the real lined eyes, like the, the cat's eyes. The cat eye, but really just so much eyeliner, so much smoke. Oh. You know who is has a great aesthetic for it is um, Maria Bartiromo on Fox. She always looks like very Sophia Loren. She's got smoky eyes. I feel like this is stereotyping now. High? No, she has beautiful hair. It's it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Um, but yeah, I'm all about Pick it. The Italian lady on Fox. I just love her look. Mom um, wife. <laughs> okay, let's do... Scott, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Scott? I am ready, Grace. This is the cashew guy, remember? Oh, the cashew guy. Thank you so much, Scott. I just had some pistachios today. Pis- say that again? <laughs> no. Pistachios. Pistachios. Pistachio, pistachio. Okay, go ahead. All right, Mr. Cashew Man, here's your headline. New non-binary razor blades to hit shelves this fall. No, that's a joke. It is a joke. Very good, Scott. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. But they do have women's razors and men's razors. What the hell's the difference? They're razors. I'll tell you the difference. The men's razors are better. The women's razors are pink. That's what we get. We get pink, more expensive razors that stink. They're pink and they stink. <laughs> Should go with that. Just get a men's razor. They're better. They're, they're a little bit more hefty. You got to be a little bit more careful with them because they'll cut you, but they're good. I only shave with one razor, and that's the Western razor. 
from westernrazor.com slash Howie. There you go. 10% off. Dennis, you're up next on Woke or Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Dennis? I am ready. Let's go. All right, Dennis, here is your headline. Trans activists have a new target, the Middle Ages. That's hilarious, but that's going to be woke. It is. It's woke. <laughs> Not a joke. Not a joke. The Middle Ages. Is this the Shakespeare was trans thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a new paper from some wokester archivist that wants to posit the theory that a lot of the uh, people in the Middle Ages were trans, not just a select few people that, you know, this is putting forward that theory that a lot of people throughout history have been transgender and hmm. it, it's not a new thing like this has existed for a long time yeah didn't i just hear this recently from someone i don't know i know you know what i don't doubt it and i don't even care but it didn't make it any less weird back then you don't doubt that at some point that was happening as well i, I mean i doubt it i do but even if you want to believe that if it were true, it doesn't make it any less weird for me. Taylor Cormier, we thank you for coming on Woker Joke. Do you have anything else you want to say, sir? I'm going to go back to my pistachios. But it's it, There are certain words that Taylor says, and I can name them right now if you want. We have a little time here. The way you say February. The way you say February. February. <laughs> February. And then you also do it for... There's an R in February. Do There's jan- two R's. Do January. 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 What? And then the way you say well, to call it January. <laughs> and then Betty you say, Davis. And the way you say pistachios. Pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your French. Okay, you know, Taylor, thank you so much, sir. We Right really now it's it. January twenty fifth, but in February. Oh God. I too will continue eating my pistachios. <sighs> Very good. Thank you very much, sir. When we come back, we got a lot of calls. We're going to um, take your calls. We're going to play some sound cuts for you, so don't go. Don't you worry. Oh, that's the other one. How do you say water? Do you say that normal? Water? Yeah. Water. Okay. You got away with that one. There's more. I'm going to Worry? I'm going to start a list. Don't you worry about water. Don't you worry about those pistachios. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is the Grace Curley Show. I just want you to know I'm a good sport. If you want to make fun of my legendary love of cashews, <laughs> you have at it. Yeah, maybe it's something about nuts. Because Howie says cashews, cashews. Taylor says pistachios. Now people are asking how you say the word R O O F. Roof. Roof. Okay. Not rough. I think I think you like to put a little extra, I don't know, on certain Emphasis words. on the wrong syllable. Yeah. Panache. It's it's about panache. Pistache, pistachio panache. Hey, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And you know what, Taylor, because you're in studio right now. We'll have Are there to... any other uh, requests for me to pronounce words? We'll keep thinking. Should I get like them. a cameo? <laughs> Just two requests. 
pronounce If you words. have a word that you're curious if Taylor has an obnoxious way of pronouncing it, you can text in <laughs> hey, to 617-213-1066. But while you're here, Taylor, you can vote in our poll question, which is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener Getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. For more information, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on the listener Getaway banner. It's going to be a really fun trip, so make sure you hop on that. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is who has the biggest ego, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, or Barack Obama? After her tweet about, I don't know if you saw this, Taylor, but Hillary Clinton's weighing in on the Barbie snub. Oh, she said more than Knuff or yeah, something. But that's not even the worst part. She said, well, it can sting to win the box office, but not take home the gold. No. Oh. <laughs> in other words, uh, I feel yeah. your pain because the same thing happened to me. Except with an election. Yeah. So yeah. I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. Who are you voting for? Um, I think uh, that's a really tough one. It is. It's hard. I'm going... I don't know. I don't think I can really come up with one. And do you feel as though, because... Barack is running away with it, but do you feel as though Joe Biden gets a pass for his ego because the old part of him is kind of taking over? But if people no, got to he's know had Joe that for so long, but as someone who listens to him day in and day out, you know he has an ability to make everything about himself, his yeah. dad, his family, his upbringing. A lot of that now is repetition, just because that's what is embedded in him. That's all he can remember. But that's, that's all it used to be as well. I mean, he would connect everything to that. Yeah. I'm, I'll go with Joe. Okay, Taylor's going with Joe. Barack Obama in the lead at 72%, 21% for Hillary, and 6% for Joe. See, I think Joe Biden has an ego where he thinks he could like beat God in a push-up contest. Yeah, yeah well, he's always doing that, right? But Barack Obama has an ego where he thinks he is God. Yeah, he's got more of the Fauci complex, you might say. And Hillary say. would be God if the Academy would get with it. <laughs> You know what? Maybe Fauci should have been on that list. Speaking of, when we come back at some per point today, have the biggest. we're going to talk about the six foot rule. Because remember this during COVID, six feet to stop the spread or to slow the spread. That was a huge deal. And it turns out it came from basically no science whatsoever. Now, some people are looking into this and trying to figure out how that became such a important part of the COVID guidelines if it really wasn't based in fact. We'll talk about that when we return. Don't go anywhere.